Jim, where did you go? I was hiding. <laughs> I was hiding um, underneath I, my Skype screen. I had a, a rug delivered this evening. Um, <laughs> there's by rug, you one. mean toupee, yes? Yes, yeah. I had a rug uh, for uh, uh, toupee specifically for the genital area. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so a little the, mark. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I had a, a carpet delivered from a carpet cleaning Oh, okay. Service. Uh, I say service, but I think it's just a guy. Yeah. Um, Most services are. Really hard to find a carpet cleaning service that will pick up and deliver your rug. Mm-hmm. So they'll want to clean it in place. Yeah. And that makes sense, except when you have a small child running around, you don't want them interacting with cleaning chemicals. Sure. Um, so I found this dude who has done this for me before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and... I tried to find another one because he's a nut job and very difficult to coordinate with. Yeah. But everybody I emailed was like, we don't do that anymore. So he's (laughs) maybe the last one standing. Okay. Um, So I had him take a pick up a carpet like months ago and he just delivered it today (laughs) after me emailing him. I emailed him last week and he basically he holds onto it until I contact him and then like, oh, it should be ready next week, which makes me feel like he doesn't he clean it yet. Yeah. Contact him, <laughs> yeah. and then he cleans it. Uh, but then he just texted me in the middle of the day when I was preparing for class today. Mm-hmm. Said, "Your rug is clean. Can I drop it tonight?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to be home until seven. And he goes, "See you after seven. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, sounds good." And then this is going to give you an indication of this kind of guy. Huh. A couple minutes later, he texts me and says, "I had to put your rug in my other van." Because it was too big to fit in a van with the equipment. So I put it in the empty van. <laughs> I was like, I just texted back, good thing you had a second van. Because <laughs> I don't know what am I supposed to say to that. Yeah. I don't know why you're sharing that information with me. Yeah, Is he going for friendship? It doesn't matter to there? me at all. Yeah. Um, you're like, will this other van also make it to my house? Great. Okay. But he's, he's just very, like, his energy, he is the weirdest energy of anybody I've ever met. He's like, okay. I just insists on carrying the rugs by himself over his shoulder. Uh-huh. Well, so, you know, we can do it. Yeah. Well, he makes a big point of like how hard it is for him and how nobody else could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was dropping the rug off and my landlord came out and was like, I have a winch like attached to the house. We yeah. can just tie it and <laughs> lift it up with a winch. And he had the rug on his shoulder and he was like, no, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. <laughs> I was like, I know. I mean, we've moved a lot of things. That's how we got our couch upstairs. We sure. do all kinds of things with this. You just tie the winch. He's like, no, just move. Just keep going. Keep going. Come on. So it's like, all right, I'll, I'll keep going. So then I let him like carry the rug up three flights of stairs, like three stories to the top, the third floor. And he's like, where's it going? Oh, where's it going? And then, Put it in the middle here because I got to move things around because I wasn't expecting it today. Because you sure. texted me 
in the middle of the day. Yeah, because you've been home for eight minutes. And then he just drops it and starts pacing around my apartment. I'm like, do you need some water or something? He's like, no, I just got to walk it off. Uh-huh. <sighs> and he's like, you know, most people couldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm always surprised that you do. Yeah, yeah. You're like, most people would take the option of like a winch. Um, so anyway, so I, you know, I, I cut him the check and I walked him back down and it was just basically exhausting and very distracting sure. to deal with. And I tell you that partially because he's funny, but partially mainly because it sets up me coming back upstairs from all of that yes, and opening the door to Lucy and Gus crouching down by inside the door uh. and yelling, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> to which I yelled, holy fuck, Chicago! <laughs> and then I had to switch on a dime because I could tell Gus was like, what just happened? Yeah, he was like, this was a fun game. Oh, you scared me so much, buddy. <laughs> yeah, then he started laughing, but like, honestly, I almost died of a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so distracted and so not ready for it that it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Um, so, happy Halloween, Tober! <laughs> That's my scary story. That's for like a Stephen King story, Jason. It's like this man who's distracted, and then <laughs> his it's, child well, it's scares also, him, and it's his weakness that makes him have a heart attack, and then the rug his guy wife suffers. Absolutely fit into like Stephen <laughs> King main town quirkiness. Oh, like sure, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. They're like, ah, I think he lives in New Hampshire, so guy. he's almost there anyway. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's, it's the same. Yeah. New Hampshire is just like grimier Maine. Yeah, and every time it's like Texas anything for me, he like I get all of these monologues about like his trucks, sure, and his vans. It's like, all right, yeah, you have things you can. He's definitely is that why Stephen King character already? He like texted you so you would know he had more vans than one. I guess no. Well, he definitely tonight was talking about. It's like here's my van. It's not like the tall one. You saw the tall one last time. I had the tall one, right? It's like yeah, it seems better to stand up. He's like yeah, I got to get a tall one. I got a new one from this one. This one's the old one. I'm getting a new one, but it had a scratch, so I had to go in the shop. And then I'm gonna get it, and it's not new. It's 2017, but it's a new one. I'm like okay, man. <laughs> Thanks for the rug. <laughs> um, but here we are. Here we are. Here on we is. King. Here we here we be. This is it's here Daytona. be us. We hit double digits, baby. Daytona. It's Daytona Beach. We broke into double D's. Double digits. Um, I feel like we're getting more and more unhinged as we go along. I can't wait until day one hundred. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, yeah. This is what we're doing forever, right? Oh God. <laughs> oh no. Ah! <laughs> That's the that's the O Henry Stephen King twist. Yeah, yeah, it's the Twilight Zone version. Yeah, of our podcast. You agreed to do this forever, ever, ever. You do this ever. until Stephen King dies, 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 dies. That was uh, your echo. That was and we know a bonus from, for people who can't tell us apart. Yeah, um, I saw there's a picture of Stephen King online the other day wearing a shirt that at first glance looked like bad camouflage but mm-hmm. when you looked closer it was uh dozens if not hundreds of wolf faces <laughs> Stephen he's, King. He's, he's still he's still kicking it he's still oh he knows been yeah. large yeah he's a... um i do even after the number of terrible films we've watched yeah. so far and there have been a few yes 
uh, I still have such affection for him. Yeah, yeah. As a, I mean, I have always had a lot of affection for him, despite having never even read anything he's written. <laughs> I've never interacted with him as a primary creator. I, I mean, unless you count like Maximum Overdrive or like or the movies, right? But just as a, um, as a being that exists in our world, I'm happy that he's here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but dance. let's let's Seven talk about Silver Bullet. Okay. Coolers. <laughs> Jason, did you hear that? Well, Jason, there's a werewolf. A weird wolf? A weird wolf. I've been trying to get Gus to howl with me. Uh, is he doing it? A little bit. He goes like... <sighs> so cute. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Um, soon we'll have morning howls like I used to have with my dad. Yeah, someday you guys will run as a pack. Yeah. Um, welcome to Hell to the King. I probably introduced this already and I'll edit this out, but if I didn't, There'll be two introductions. No, because this just started. I will insert it. <laughs> well, we started before, and I'll probably introduction because you did something that made me laugh. Oh, really? Or it was the last like episode. Farted. I don't know. I made a fart joke. Yeah, you farted. Who farted? The werewolf farted. The werewolf. That's where all this fog came from. <laughs> we are here talking about our 10th movie. No. I think we yeah. already hit 10. Did you make a big deal about double digits at one point? I did, and then we started talking about no, everything that else. that was before we digressed for That's why I'm probably minutes. going to keep that introduction. Because we hit double digits, and then I started talking about carpet delivery because I wanted to get to the part right. that scared me. Oh, right. Because it was a, a jump scare. Um, Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet, adapted from Stephen King's Cycle of the Werewolf. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> Which was Is it originally... Oh, go ahead. Like Motorcycle of the Werewolf? No, that Is would that be... Is that Riffin? No. So, the origin of this is maybe one of the funniest uh, of all of the Stephen King uh, source materials. Okay. Cycle of the Werewolf started as, I believe, a calendar. No. That he was making for friends. Okay. Where each month would have a little vignette Mm -hmm. about a werewolf or like adjacent to a werewolf. So a whole story. Right. It was just like in January, there's five paragraphs in February, these these other moments. And then the calendar Mm -hmm. was optioned (laughs) to be made into a movie. Wait, is that real? I'm, like, this isn't, it, this is not based on a short story. This is based so, well, on 12 vignettes spaced throughout a calendar. Well, so it, it gets more complicated. But at the beginning of the production of this movie, yeah, that is, to my understanding, what had happened. That's the it, most beautiful story I've ever heard. Had been optioned. Um, and honestly, this movie would have been better if it had been adapted as if it were a calendar. I want to watch dogs and cats getting along the calendar <laughs> the feature film. Can we- can we adapt a calendar? Yes. Can we make a 12-month movie? Please. And yet? Yes. Throughout a year? Yes. Okay. Um, let's put that in our pitch file. Done. Uh, so the calendar was optioned, and King, I think at that point in time, already thought he was probably going to turn it into a novella or sure. novelette. I don't know what the technical difference is. I'm sure it's word count. Um, but he hadn't done it yet. Mm-hmm. So... The initial director hired for the film mm-hmm. to work adapting the calendar mm-hmm. 
Do you know who the initial director was? I don't know who any director was. I shit my pants when I found this out. Okay. Don Coscarelli. What? Was originally hired by Dino De Laurentiis to make this movie. That's amazing. And started by adapting the calendar. Oh, I want to watch Don Coscarelli's Werewolf Calendar, the movie. Well, where is it? Possible. How can I see that? that? It's possible that you did. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. There is a, it is unclear mm-hmm. and debated how much of the movie Don Coscarelli shot. Okay. Don Coscarelli at certain times has suggested that he shot none of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that the production like schedule renders that unlikely okay. and impossible. But okay. he, he I, my understanding is he definitely shot something. Okay. There are stories that he shot literally everything mm-hmm. that wasn't a werewolf shot. <laughs> okay. Because, uh, what's his name? Carlo Rambaldi? Sure. The, the name of the, the director, the, who knows? The creature maker. Oh, oh, oh. It's, the guy, it's the guy who made E.T. Oh, okay. Was hired to make the werewolf for this. And he's an old Italian special effects guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Carlo Rambaldi. Um, he was taking a while making the wolf mm-hmm. and he was, I, it, my, my understanding again, limited internet research is that, uh, there were disagreements between Stephen King and Dino De Laurentiis as to what the wolf should look like. Okay. Um, King's original story at this point in time, the novelette's been finished. So we have a story to work with. So it's like the Cosgrove starts adapting the calendar, then the novel it gets finished. It goes back to whoever uh, I think King ended up writing the screenplay for this movie too. Okay. Um, so like Coscarelli's adaptation gets thrown out, and King writes his own screenplay. Um, the original story had the werewolf being almost human and like growling in almost human words. Okay. So like the and Dino didn't like that. He had it cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly when Dino finally saw the werewolf that Rivaldi made under King's direction, he hated it. Okay. But it was super wimpy. It just looked like an anemic black bear that he did not want to shoot with it. Okay. Uh, and there was a huge fight and Stephen King insisted that this is the way the werewolf had to be. And Dino, I think looking at the budget, she was like, fine, we'll shoot with it. Um, but by that time, Coscarelli had left because he was just sitting around waiting to shoot. Sure. Werewolf well, these other dudes like, were just fighting. All right, I'm leaving. So then they got a TV director. Okay. Matthias. This is his only film credit. Okay. To come in and direct the rest of it. And that, so I, I don't think that all of that is true. Sure. I'm sure there are other things that Coscarelli left on shot. But what I would believe is that Coscarelli shot a bunch of it. Sure. And then they hired a TV director, which makes sense because a TV director, if you're a TV director, your job is to come onto yeah. a set and learn someone else's aesthetic. Yeah, and finish it out. I will say, so, yeah. I looked up the director of this and was, because I was surprised at how well directed it was. I yeah. thought all of the uh, artistic choices were really good. I thought all of the acting was really good. All of the things that, all of the things. I was like, oh, this is a well-directed film. Who is this guy? And I looked him up, and I was like, oh, he just does TV. Weird. 
Yeah. So that, that makes I'm sense. I'm guessing that, that a lot of it is Don Coscarelli. Coscarelli started it and did enough of a portion that when that guy came on, he was like, cool, we will continue doing this. Yeah. That's and the, there's no way to know for sure. There, you know, there's competing stories. Of course. As with anything. I could, you know, get a grant to go break open all of their shooting right. schedule logs and go through it. You could probably figure it out. But as you should just ask Busey, do an oral history. You should make an oral history. Jason, whatever you're... I, Jason, I, for any listeners, is finishing his PhD. You should abandon your... your what do you call that thing? Documentation? Syllabation? My docudrama? Yeah. No, what's the thing you call that you write when you're making a Dissertation? Yeah, you should abandon your dissertation and instead do an oral history of Silver Bullet. I will say that if you want the objective, unvarnished, well-remembered truth of an event. Yeah. Gary Busey's the man you asked. 100%. I trust his brain Uh, and his recantation. This was the movie that I think kind of made... Well, I mean, Gary Busey had been around, but I think this was where people were really like, hey, that guy. I believe it. He really throws down in this movie. Supposedly improvises a lot of his lines. Not shocked. Or he had a deal, I guess, where he got to improvise at least a take on sure. every... And some of them are probably in there. And some of them are in the movie, so... Um, Silver Bullet! It's the story of some Bullet. kids in a town, and there's a werewolf. That oh, sounds like Stephen King. Uh, and werewolf is a little weird mm-hmm. for Stephen King, but everything else... You're like, oh, a little New England town, there's some kids... Stephen well, King. it makes sense, too, that it was like a calendar for friends. Yeah, of course. What can it I do that I haven't done? I'll do a werewolf thing. Yeah. Um, Jim, this movie was pretty boring. Ah, I disagree. <laughs> I really enjoyed this might. movie. I, I really enjoyed might. it. I, I do. I have issues with it. I think the voiceover is inane. Uh, I think that there's like weird forced sibling bonding at the end. The sister really gets a raw deal in it. Um, and I think that they show way too much of their, of their terrible werewolf creature. Yes. Well, that's all. That's Dino. But Dino, one of the, the those quibbles shown. aside, I thought it was a great movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I will agree. The sister gets a raw deal, especially yes. because it's the, the great Megan fellows as the sister who I thought was doing a bang up job. She, and when she's on screen, you're like, she should be in this movie more, but it's yeah. like, it's this whole, it's interesting because she in life is getting a raw deal, right? It's like the parents care a lot about their son and don't care about her even a jot. And yeah. Gary Busey barely even talks to her. She's just unacknowledged by everyone in the film. But uh, I find her the more interesting character. A hundred percent. Yes. I don't, I thought because she was narrating it and because it started on her that she was going to be the main character. No, she's barely in it. Um, Yeah, so that bummed me out. Agreed. Agreed. Corey Haim was totally good. He's fine. I realized watching it that I hadn't... Somehow I'm the age I am, but I never really ingested Corey Haim. Same. I'm aware of him, but I never never saw Uh, him out for sure. But, like, I get it. I yeah. get why he was a thing. Yeah, he did a good job this. for a, what, 13-year-old or whatever. He's like, yeah. he has a lot of fun bits where he has to pretend his legs don't work. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's doing that just fine. Yeah, sure. Um, but I didn't care that much about a lot of it. Um, I don't know. What, let's let's start positive. Yeah. What did you like about this movie? I I mean, most of it. I, I mean, Gary Busey, I feel like it really just, like, stomps his way through the whole film and is super delightful to watch. I think that, uh, I think the casting is really good overall. I think everyone looks like they could be related to Gary Busey. I'll give you that. Um, 
I think having a, a dirt bike wheelchair is genius, and I love his first dirt bike wheelchair, and then I love his second dirt bike wheelchair even more. Um, I, the priest doesn't show up until halfway through the movie, but as soon as he shows up, he just smolders all over it. I mean, I think it's a little clumsy, right? It's like the they don't introduce the man who is the werewolf, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, until... Until halfway through the movie, I think because it's super obvious that he's going to be the werewolf. <laughs> I'll go even further. Yeah. They introduce him in the first scene. Do they? Not the first scene. The first scene is that guy at the tra- at the train tracks getting killed. Yeah. But they introduce him in the town picnic. Oh, okay. He's up to the to the podium and starts talking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was at that moment yes. that I knew he was the yeah, werewolf. as soon as he shows up, you're like, oh, he's the werewolf. Within, like, ten minutes of the starting and, of the movie, which is one of the issues I have with this movie. And then they dip him out for a while. no suspense whatsoever. Here's what's up, though, Jason. That fits with my theory about Stephen King being like, here's what's going to happen. Let's go. Uh, sure. <laughs> but then let's do more with it. Because sure. a lot of the time spent in between there... I it wasn't time I was really happy to spend. But you can go back to the positive. Um, talk, talk I just I feel like everyone really smolders when they're on screen. I think that priest is so good, and that the well, daughter kid okay, is ever, so good. Everett McGill is amazing. He's amazing, and yeah, I just I really enjoyed my time with everyone. Corey Haim maybe the least, but but even him, I thought he was fine. Uh, I love. There's a bunch of. Um, there's that like the whole thing with that guy whose kid gets killed, and then they get into a big fight in the bar. And I thought that was yeah. really charming. I love the 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 guy who like who throws down at the sheriff, the like sad, terrible sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's the rowdy guy who's like, "We're gonna kill us a werewolf," and the sheriff's like, "No way!" And that guy's like, "How dare you stop this mob?" That whole scene on that was great. <laughs> and then when they're out in the fog and the werewolf steals the bat from a guy, and it's just like arms <laughs> popping up out of fog, uh, smashing each other a like guy. a Scooby Doo cartoon. <laughs> it's amazing. I think. <laughs> and, and when the priest has a vision of his whole congregation turning into terrible, goofy cartoon werewolves, I think that. That's super delightful. I think I think most of the bits in this movie are really charming. So I I don't disagree with you entirely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, first note, he doesn't just steal a bat from a guy. He steals it from Lawrence fucking Tierney. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> which is a whole different thing. Um, I I agree with you about the scenes that you highlight as mm-hmm. being good. The thing you are maybe not remembering is that those are 20 minutes in the middle of a movie. Yeah. There's a lot of movie on either side of it that isn't any of those scenes. Well, I forgot about that part of it. (laughs) (laughs) I loved all of the scenes that you're talking about. (laughs) It felt like it took forever to get to each one. That's... That, that's probably not incorrect, but I, <laughs> for me, there was enough joy in this movie that I that and I wasn't so bored when it was boring that it was overall a good experience for me. I spent most of the movie being like, "Oh, this is a pretty decent <laughs> Stephen King movie," and I do think I do think it's shot well, and I think it's I think it's pretty. I think except for. It's really those things I said at the beginning, it's, except for I think they should sh- show that creature less. I think when they're not showing it, it's good. And then when they're pointing cameras straight at it, it's terrible. And yeah. and that voiceover is so clumsy. And th- that is another issue of as much as we might uh, have deep love in our heart for Dino De Laurentiis. Yes, which we do. That was an argument that Stephen King lost. He sure. wanted Werewolf to be shown less. Sure. And no 
wanted the werewolf to be in every shot. Yeah, of course. Because it's the werewolf, and they paid to have this creature made, and that's what people want to see. That's the tradition Dino Um, comes from. Yeah, but I agree that, like, the best werewolf scene by far is the fog scene. Yes. Because it's it's the funniest and the scariest. Yeah, both. It's always a great mix. Right. Um, Also, you're seeing that vigilante dude get his comeuppance. Yes. Uh, and um, I, you know, regret seeing Lawrence Tierney die, of but course. he dies is super funny. Super good, yeah. I did really appreciate that the werewolf consistently decides to try to beat people with a bat. <laughs> like, that's a funny <laughs> thing to have a werewolf do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, even past that one scene where he happens <laughs> to get a bat, he yeah. then uses he it continues. again later, because yeah. he's like, this is fun. Yeah. Um, but it did... It just felt so stilted and and kind of wrapped in cotton for me for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Like all of these things that I felt like I kept feeling like I should be loving this movie. Yeah. Fucking Everett McGill, Big Ed from yeah. Twin Peaks yeah. is a werewolf preacher. Yeah. And Terry O'Quinn, the creepazoid lock from, from Lost and everything else he's been in is the sheriff and um, oh, I didn't know I didn't recognize that guy but I thought he was great yeah no he like the acting's really good yeah. the production design is really good yeah. the monster scenes are actually pretty well done but yeah. it just felt flat to me in okay. so many ways that it was dis- it, it disappointed me because it felt like it had such promise yeah the dream sequence where everybody turns into werewolves, great. Great. The fog scene, great. Yeah. Scene in the bar where the dead, <laughs> everything with the dad. Yeah, that dad is. The the dad of the obnoxious kid that gets killed. Yeah. The fact that the obnoxious kid gets killed. <laughs> right. Great. Yeah. Fucking hated that kid. Yeah. But then like, they I wish made that me care about that kid. They made sure. me care about that kid dying because the sheriff and the dad act so well. Yeah. The dad goes next level bonkers <laughs> yes. screaming at the corpse. Yeah. And then his his bits in the church and in Amazing. the bar, like, oh my God, that almost completely rescued the film for me. But it did just like, like it was fine. It wasn't sure. terrible. Sure. It certainly wasn't as bad as some other movies we've seen, but it was kind of like, this should be working better than it is. That's reasonable. That's a reasonable feeling. I and I, this feels like the separation between us is that uh, is that I was having a more joyful time when I like going into it. You know what I mean? It feels like yeah. It feels like it's just your tone when you hit play is is how you're going to proceed, it, right? Yeah. Because well, like I feel like if we'd watched me, it together, for I me the joyful it. moments were enough to carry me through the terrible, boring moments, and for you they weren't. Uh, and I'm sure on a different day, if I watched it again, I would feel the same way. You know? I, I, yeah, I would say the ultimate, uh, the ultimate consensus on this film is that it should be cut down to 45 minutes long, and then it would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, like I was watching it alone late at night, and I definitely thought multiple times. I could go to sleep instead. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if I'd wanted to go to bed when I was watching it, I would have gone yeah. to bed. And I always want to go to bed, Jim. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to bed right now. You can't. We're I podcasting. <laughs> but if I... So if I'd been, like, watching it with you, mm-hmm. I probably would have loved it. Sure. I'd probably be talking to people about how amazing this movie is sure. because it had the fucking fog sequence. Yes. As Corey Haim shooting a werewolf in the eye with a firecracker. Yeah. Which... Can we just... Busey just... Busing. Just busing all over the movie. Just busing all over. I... 
there is there's that beautiful moment where Gary Busey. There have been attacks during full moons, and people think it's either a werewolf or just a crazy person who's murdering people during full moons. And Gary Busey's like, "Hey, nephew, whose legs don't work? Here's some fireworks." Go shoot them off on the night of the full moon. Have a good time. Which <laughs> um, is insane. That's insane. Uh, it's there's so many things. Yeah, like, well, and he makes his whole thing of like stay close to the house and yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, but also like you're not going to stay close to the house. You're shooting you, off fire fireworks. Your mom will see. Um, I appreciated how consistently irresponsible the Busey character was. Yeah. It's like a he, drunk uncle. He's exactly the uncle I would like to be. I mean, I'd like to be a little less genuinely alcoholic than his character is, but. Aside from that. Uh, Jim, it can happen. I, I, yeah. You're that uncle to my son. We just need to get you to the to same place. closer is the issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also, I could be that uncle to my literal niece also, but. Uh, <laughs> no, that's true. You have actual nieces. That... But I, your son is also my, my nephew. Um, yeah. <laughs> whether he likes it or not. Uh, the, uh, Come do dangerous things with him that I'll get mad at you about. Oh, please. Yes. Okay. I'll just move. I, uh, I just, Side note, I did just apply to a job. No, I haven't. No, I did. I just applied to a job in Boston. We'll see. Um, And also a teaching job at Bard, Jason. Oh, I'm so jealous. Is it a good idea? I don't know. It's a good idea because I get to hang out with Kelly Riker. I know, and then I'll be so jealous. Maybe she'll marry me. (laughs) She should. And then I can divorce her and be abusive to your kid. Yes! No, everything will work out. Um... I also would love it if you became friends with Kelly Reichert because I can't think of anybody who makes more opposite the films than you do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I I love both of your films yeah. so much and they are not possibly be more different from one another. That's true. That's true. Um, you see, this is completely tangential and I unfortunately drank enough sake that I lost track of the actual time that we spent on this last two sure. episodes because yeah. we did it's a two episodes. episode for yeah. no reason. Um, I don't know where that's going to go because we only have 31 days. We'll just do two in one day, man. Who cares? <laughs> People can deal with Double it. Double day! Yeah. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say, so it doesn't even yeah, matter. I forgot. I had one other thing I wanted to say also, but I don't remember. Yeah. It was just about beauty. No, it's, good. it's good time. It's good times. I feel like we've done, I feel like we've done Silver Bullet, what we need to. <laughs> it would be pretty great if I listened back to this and it's 15 minutes long and we end with <laughs> Yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, I think we we said the names. Like, of all oh the my god! I just the this. It spends so long looking at everybody's eyeballs. Yeah, she's looking for a person with one eye, <laughs> and then she keeps telling us on the voiceover <laughs> that she's looking for a person oh, with one eye. Here's the thing that I was thinking: is there is there is this like draggy moment where you 100% know who the werewolf is, and they're like, who could the werewolf be? But I did yeah. I did think during that portion of the movie, at a little bit longer, that there was... I was convinced that Busey was also a werewolf, but he was a cool werewolf, and that, that there was going to be a big old werewolf fight between him and the priest. See, um, that's a better... I, but then at the end, he just is an inept guy who can't murder a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, which is a which good is also choice great, yeah. in and of itself. But it does, it, it, I feel like it does point to, when you spend time in a movie... Mm-hmm. Inventing a better ending. A lot it's about have... the, what the better movie would be. Sure. Then that's a problem. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely spent a lot of time being like, well, it's too obvious that yeah. the priest is... Right, so it werewolf. must be someone else. So he must have a connection to the werewolf. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
it's his werewolf twin brother right. or something. And he sees everything he does and doesn't want it to stop. Right. I did, The one thing I did really like, well, we talked about a number of things I like, but one of the things I did like that was a very Stephen King Kingy thing mm-hmm. was the reverend's um, self rationale mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when he's on the bridge about to murder Corey Haim. Yeah. And he's talking about how he starts to say, I can't kill myself. And in my head, I'm oh, like, yeah, right. Because it's, it's a werewolf and he'll oh, be, a, right, no. No, I'm, right. I'm thinking werewolf mythology. <laughs> right, I'm thinking right. like Lon Chaney Jr. Right. In can't kill himself. forever trying to kill he's himself. Like, yeah. It can't happen because he's immortal because he's this wolf man. Yeah. But no, that's not what he means. Yeah. He, I can't kill myself because I'm a priest. Yeah. And he says, and oh, I would go to hell. That's the worst right. sin. Yeah. So instead, Super I have to Stephen murder King. people as an animal and trust that that's what God wants. Yeah. Fucking love that mindset. I love that rationale. Yeah. It's a beautiful aspect of that character. Yes. And so Stephen King. So Stephen King. Yeah. Agreed. None more King. Um, and that's the movie. <laughs> That is pretty much the movie. Yeah, it's it's if, got a werewolf. If anyone who's listening to this wants to edit that movie down to forty five minutes, oh yeah, I'll download it off of Vimeo before they take it down. It would be a great episode. Of I'll Tim watch it every side. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's something I wanted to say. Oh yeah, yeah, just in keeping with my new tradition of just reading you the Wikipedia for these fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, the Wikipedia says after completing the non werewolf scenes and not having any clear picture about what would happen with the film, Coscarelli resigned as director and was with the Tyus. When pressured to either cancel the film or accept the werewolf design, De Laurentiis relented and allowed filming to continue. A modern dance actor was hired to perform <laughs> the stunts inside the suit, but De Laurentiis was also unhappy with his performance. <laughs> as a result, Everett McGill wound up acting out most of the Whoa. scene in the werewolf suit. That's amazing. Um, and I do want to just return to the fact that Everett McGill's amazing. He's so good. So underutilized as an actor in yes. his career. Yes. Should have had so much more. Yes. Did um, I'm just off the top of my head. I'm thinking Silver Bullet. I'm thinking the people under the stairs and mm-hmm. of first mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but there should have been so much more. Yeah, he's solid gold in all of those. Yeah, he's he's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think I have much else. Busey gonna abuse. Busey's gonna abuse. This is another fun example of a dude who was an, an actor making interesting choices, but they were strange enough that later in his career he got stuck in a Busey hole, you know? And I feel like oh, this yeah. is this is the beginning of that. I, I mean, in this movie, I think he's just acting. And I think that shortly after this movie, he ended up people being like, yeah, do that thing with your teeth. <laughs> you know? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a Busey scholar. Yeah, neither am I. I'm I speculating. Where, I don't know when Busey went but off. But in this movie, he's... The canyon. He's putting it down. He's doing the work. He is. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I also did appreciate that uh, they had the scene where... Um, Corey Ham calls him and is like, oh no, uncle, cool uncle, there's a werewolf. And he's like, what? And hangs up and then there's yeah. a woman in his bed. He's like, yes. who is that? He's like, obscene phone call. <laughs> it is really good. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of good choices in this movie. And then there's a lot of places where choices needed to be made. Yeah, and I yeah. think there was a problem of there not being one director. There not being a director. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we can dream about Don Coscarelli's silver bullet. Yeah. 
uh, and we can we can imagine which of the scenes we saw were his. Yeah, we can just decide. Yeah, the good ones. <laughs> although, although I've seen John dies at the end, I know, I know that Gasparilli's yeah. got some bad impulses too. Yeah, I have, I have here actually. I picked this up at Best Buy because I felt the need to revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first time I saw these, I did not, or I saw the first one and I was like, yeah, that, I don't know what everybody's talking about. It wasn't that great. Yeah. But then things about it stuck in my mind, and I need to go back to it. Yeah, I'm actually in the same place. I've seen two of them and i'm i'm like they're okay yeah like there's some great there's some great things yeah maybe that's just like, who the the other world that they're sending people to mm-hmm. like that's what sticks in my mind the yeah. most where you get that glimpse of it where people are just like in these little boxes and waddling along as slaves it's yeah. like what the fuck yeah but the whole movie, the movie as a whole, I was like, I don't know what people are reacting to. I hear the second one is basically like a really good remake of the first mm. sort of Road Warrior style. Yeah, okay. Um, although I really like the original Mad Max, so I don't know how much I yeah. buy that. Agreed. Uh, once again, we've wandered away from the film, so I think it's time to I say... we're done. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with... Oh, tomorrow is the one and only truly Stephen King movie. Maximum Overdrive? Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. This is a movie I have watched and you have not, and I am excited. I am interested to see it. I'm excited. I've heard some things. Uh, well, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Um, Blow a line. Yeah. Listen to our episode tomorrow. K- kisses of yes. death. <laughs> that was me dying. hell to the king is a special presentation of the synesthesia podcast produced by iguana donald studios and distributed by split tooth media music by loyalty freak and grungly jim Hell to the King is recorded 20,000 leagues under the sea and 20 million miles to Earth. It's both. Both at once. Don't question me. Holy fuck, Chicago! (laughs) Oh, you scared me so much, buddy. (laughs) She's the